0: Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord This is Brother John With Elijah Power Ministries Coming to you tonight With a heavy heart Once again And just feeling uh, A little sorrowful But also Truth be told I am encouraged I am very encouraged by what I'm seeing throughout the streets of the United States. And again, our show last night, we talked about the murder of George Floyd and the subsequent protests, which as of today continue. This is day 14 of the nationwide, worldwide protests of the murder of George Floyd, a common U.S. citizen who was killed by police and it was all filmed, which is what makes this so gripping and just makes it so compelling that you actually see this unarmed black man killed, killed by police. When you have fellow citizens standing there on the sidewalk, yelling for the police to get off of this man's neck, he, uh, Uh, Officer Derek Chauvin had his knee and full weight of his body on the neck of George Floyd, and it killed him. I won't recap last night, but that's what happened. And like I said, unless you've been somewhere, you know, remote, you've been marooned on a deserted island, you know this story. And again, this show is a ministry. We are not a news channel. We are not a news blog or anything like that. But because of these very serious events that's going on all around the world related to George Floyd, I would be remiss in my duties as a person who cares about the community, a person who works in the community, if I didn't talk about this very heartfelt, compelling, I mean, story. I mean, the you run the gamut of emotions when you watch that video, and I can't watch it anymore. I watched like maybe half of it. That was enough. You literally see the life go out of this, man. And, and I can't. It has galvanized people from one end of this country to the next, people all over the world, countries that you wouldn't think would be protesting this. You wouldn't think maybe because you don't know a lot about those countries, but they're protesting. As I mentioned last night, Iran, Ireland, New Zealand, and it just goes to show you. You may be separated by oceans, but humanity is humanity. You don't know what what life is and how precious it is. And so when you see something like that happen, unless you are a very evil person, and we have many of those unfortunately, you you must feel some compassion for this man's family and the five children that he leaves behind. And why did he do it? you say? Well, there was a report that George Floyd was passing a fraudulent $20 bill. The police have not confirmed that. It's been two weeks. The owners of the store, they basically were not there. And they said they knew George and they it had they been there. The police would not have ever been called. A new clerk was working there who called the police on George because he thought it was a fake fake $20 bill. And now this man has been killed and murdered. And so, hundreds and hundreds of protests all over the world. All over the world. And I read an article yesterday about the protests have even spilled into rural America where these small towns, predominantly Caucasian towns, are protesting. I saw with my own eyes yesterday On the news. And when I said to you at the beginning of this episode that I'm encouraged, that's what encourages me. Because when you look at the demographics of the protesters, my friends, there are hundreds of thousands of Caucasians and Asians and Hispanics and people who are not black. Protesting this man's death. They are demanding police reform. They are demanding that the justice system truly becomes the justice system for all. And I applaud them. And I'm so grateful and thankful for them to do what they're doing. And they've been doing it nonstop for 14 days, day and night. Day and night. They're doing it right now, today I mentioned multiple countries I mean, Canada yesterday in Montreal, they had Thousands and thousands of people Come out and protest Of police brutality Thousands of people And I just think It's so wonderful I really do And I, I this just feels different to me You know, I've heard several Civil rights Um Protesters from the '60s talk like Reverend Al Sharpton. I heard Samuel L. J. tonight, and there, there have been others say that this feels different. The demographics are completely different from what we saw in the '60s, in the '50s, and '70s marching, and that tells me we have made progress. That people are coming around. That. You know, when black folks have been complaining for decades about police brutality and they're treated unfairly, now people are beginning to see. I think they started waking up several years ago, though, to be fair, to be fair. They started waking up several years ago, and I think it's it's just fantastic. And I'm so proud of the younger generation being out there saying, you know, injustice for one is injustice for all. Fantastic. And then, of course, and I have to mention it just because I have to be fair, then you have elements (laughs) who are a little opposite. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Ben Carson. Ben Carson, who is one of He's one of President Donald Trump's cabinet members. He's in charge of HUD, I guess it is, housing. Why you put a brain surgeon in charge of housing, I I have no idea. Ben Carson, when he was pra- a practicing brain surgeon, he was one of the best in the world. He was the first to separate conjoined twins. They even made a movie about Ben Carson. And... um of course, oh boy, he came out and he said that systemic racism does not exist. And he's not the only one. I'm not picking on him. He's, he's not alone in that way of thinking. And of course, let's put it in its proper perspective. Ben Carson. Okay, Ben Carson. Ben Carson, the doctor, the surgeon. And see, one thing I know about living in America And I'm not trying to be offensive, but I will be truthful. And if the truth hurts you, I, I cannot apologize for that because it's the truth. But here's the thing. Ben Carson doesn't realize that most of the dominant culture in the United States will accept someone who's not from their culture as long as they, that someone they're accepting, separates themselves from their own culture and from their own people to embrace their culture. That is a fact. So when Ben Carson sits and he says systemic racism doesn't exist, well, it probably has not existed much for him, to be fair, because Ben Carson is, he hasn't been the type to stand up and say, hey, enough is enough. He hasn't been on the receiving end of, of, you know, I'm not saying he never experienced racism. He probably has, but he he's not the one you would think of when you talk about someone protesting an injustice. Let me put it that way. And I'll be I'll be nice to Ben Carson. He he's not he's not the African American figure you would think of when it comes to standing up for anybody's rights. Not him. And so when he says systemic racism doesn't exist, I mean, think about it. He he's Gone to these schools and he's learned, you know, how to be a neurosurgeon. And I mean, a lot of black people do. I have a couple of degrees myself. But the thing about it is, I still embrace my culture. I like golf. Um, I play golf. Uh, at least I used to before I hurt my back. I mean, all of that. But I, I never abandoned the things that make me who I am in order to embrace someone else's culture. I I feel like if you want to go do something that's not generally practiced in your own culture, I think you should go do that because you're your own individual. I think you should do it if it makes you happy, if it's something you want to do, but all the while not forgetting where you came from or who you're or what your culture is all about. I think you can do both, be, and I don't think it actually, let me rephrase that, you can do both because that's what I do. So, Ben Carson, and there's a list of others that I won't even mention on this show, but they are out there, and uh, you know, it's, it's always interesting to hear their perspective, and I just shake my head, and there's several in Hollywood like that, and I won't mention them, but We've watched many of their movies. We've heard them play their instruments. And, uh, you know, we've supported them with the almighty dollar. But, you know, in my way of thinking, part of me doing what I can to end systemic racism and racism in general is not to patronize some of those individuals, black or white, who are not standing up for the people who think that systemic racism doesn't exist when we witness systemic racism on a daily basis on a daily basis so those individuals I'm going to think long and hard about paying my hard-earned money to watch them on the silver screen or to buy any of their music well I mainly listen to gospel anyway but I, I just I just can't do that. And so in that vein of supporting people who are being oppressed, much to my surprise last night, I pulled out my laptop, and I wanted to go on Amazon and look for a book. I like to download electronic books, the Kindle books, and read them as opposed to just buying paperback or hardback. I find it easier just to download them to my iPad or to um, – one or to one of my or, or to my phone it's just easier for me so i pop on the, i hop on the amazon and lo and behold let me see if i can pull it up for you guys real quick i'm going to read to you the message that amazon has on their website okay here it is this is the very first page this is what it says This is the very first screen. It says, Black Lives Matter. Amazon stands in solidarity with the black community. Then it says, read about what we're doing on blog.aboutamazon.com. Now, I'm not going to read all that, but I want you to know that this murder of George Floyd has brought about a systemic change in the way these corporations do business. And, and I, I love it. And so I will read this much. Now, I went on to that page. It says, Amazon donates $10 million to organizations supporting justice and, equ- and equity. Donations to the NAACP, National Urban League, Thurgood Marshall College Fund, and UNICEF, among others, seek to support education and justice for Black communities across the country. Equitable and brutal treatment of Black and African Americans is unacceptable unacceptable i'm reading their statement we believe black lives matter we stand in solidarity with our black employees customers partners and are committed and are committed to helping build a country and a world where everyone can live with dignity and free from fear as part of that effort Amazon will donate a total of $10 million to organizations that are working to bring about social justice and improve the lives of black and African Americans recipients selected with the help of Amazon's black employee network. I didn't know they had a black employee network uh, include groups focused on combating systemic racism through the legal system, as well as those dedicated to expanding educational and economic opportunity for black communities. That it goes on to list several organizations, the ACLU Foundation, Black Lives Matter, Brennan Center for Justice, Equal Justice Initiative, lawyers. Now, you know, the Equal Justice Initiative, I just saw the movie Just Mercy, the gentleman who created the Equal Justice Initiative, that movie is about him. And you see um, Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, and Brie Larson in that movie. And I got to tell you, I saw it two nights ago. That is a really good movie, and it's based on a true story. So I would encourage you to go watch Just Mercy. And then let's see the next organization: Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights under Law, the NAACP, the National Bar Association, the National Museum of American of, of African American History and Culture, the National Urban League, Third Great Marshall College Fund, United Negro College Fund, and Year Up. And so, and then there's more of the of the statement which I won't go into. So anyway, I I saw that and I was like, what? And so, you know, there's a change. There's a change that's sweeping throughout America. There is a change very much so. And then as if that wasn't enough, I leave Amazon and I go to Microsoft because I wanted to look at some products that they had uh, on sale. So I went to Microsoft last night as well. And lo and behold. On their page, it's like a whole black screen, a black box up at the top, going toward the top in the middle. And it says, United for Change. We are united with the black community and all those working toward racial justice. Praise the Lord. See, races are not happy right now. Racist, racist people are not happy right now, and I'll tell you one reason why they're not happy, because they had no idea the video taken by that young black teenager of the death, the literal death of George Floyd would be spread all over the world, went viral instantly, and that it would incite so much grief and anger and hurt in pain and it woke so many white people up and black people now that these corporations are saying enough is enough black lives do matter and of course they're smart enough to know that when the you hear the slogan black lives matter it doesn't mean that their black lives matter more than anybody else's it's saying that since black people are pretty much under attack Our lives matter as much as anyone else's. That's all that really means. But, you know, people who want to have their own agenda, they're going to twist that slogan. It's absolutely asinine. And I think the fact that you see hundreds of thousands of white people, my white brothers and sisters, marching in the streets saying Black Lives Matter, they get it. They get it. And there are millions of Americans who get it, that that slogan has nothing to do with saying other lives don't matter but they're just simply saying you need to recognize that black lives matter too that's what that means okay so people need to you know some people are conveniently ignorant when it's convenient for them to be ignorant because they want to support a false narrative so I'm just trying to set the record straight it doesn't mean what you may think it means Okay, so anyway, that's Amazon, and that's Microsoft. So tonight, (laughs) tonight, I turn on my Xbox. Okay, some of you guys know that in my spare time, I like to relieve stress with, you know, I like to play video games sometimes, or I just go to Xbox or PlayStation to watch movies, actually, um, on YouTube, or I go to watch um, uh, uh, Vudu, which is a a uh, movie site that you can download movies and pay for them there. So I use Xbox and PlayStation as one of those uh, media devices so I can get to my movies. Matter of fact, I watch more movies lately than I play any type of game. So long story short, I turned on my Xbox tonight, And it just so happens that I had an EA Sports game loaded up. So I clicked on it. And lo and behold, EA Sports has come out with a statement as well. let me see if I can pull that up for you real quick. I I was just so so shocked to see them as well. Let's see if it'll – well, I don't see it here. I'm sure it's online. I'm sure it is, but um, it would have to. But um, anyway, they came out. Oh, here it is. Our actions against racial injustice, and it, it there's a long note here that says, you know, basically the note below was shared with Electronic Arts employees today by our CEO Andrew Wilson, and so he goes on to say we're contributing one million dollars to organizations dedicated to fight for racial justice. In the United States and against discrimination, <clears throat> excuse me, around the world. But if you go to, if you pop in a game, it goes on. Let me see if I can pull up what it actually says. It goes on and it talks about. Oh, here's the statement. The very first screen it says, "Black Lives Matter." In nice. Black bold letters. The deep-rooted and systematic racial systemic, systemic racial discrimination that is still unquestionably present towards the African American black community is unacceptable. Racism, whether from an individual or an institution, should not exist in our society. We stand with our African American black players, families, friends, colleagues, and partners in our commitment to fighting racism and social Injustice That's their statement That's their statement On this whole matter And they're not the only ones I I applaud them I applaud them Even the NFL commissioner Has come out recently And apologized to black players Saying he's sorry He didn't listen Before Excuse me, I apologize He's sorry he didn't listen before When And of course he didn't say the name But when Colin Kaepernick and others were taking a knee And now you see police departments All over the country during the protest Taking a knee And you hear several of these Police officers, including police chiefs Saying Black Lives Matter So he issued an an apology But he never mentioned Colin Kaepernick he being Roger Goodell, the Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL. And so when I say to you, the climate in the United States, the racial atmosphere is changing and has changed within the last two weeks, that is exactly the case. Exactly the case. I mean, there, there are even calls right now to defund the police all over the country where citizens are just fed up. They don't want the police departments to be as large as they are. Some of them are quite large. Well, I think that's kind of equal to some of the larger cities, though, to be fair. And they don't want the police funded. See, part of the problem is years ago, before Barack Obama was president, there was this push to get military grade equipment to police departments and they end up buying anti personnel carriers, all manner of machine guns and body all types of body armor as if they're going over to Iraq to fight a war or something. That's how American police officers dress today, in many occasions. And so they've Allowed these police departments to buy through auction many military grade um, weapons and equipment. And so now there's this push to defund the police. Well, here's the thing. And even now, the governor of California has allocated about $150 million that would have gone to the police department. Or is it the governor or the, the mayor of Los Angeles? One of the two, I forget. But they've allocated $150 million that would have gone to the police department to reinvesting back into, into the community. And that's wonderful. That is wonderful. And so in the vein of defunding the police, well, Minneapolis, where George Floyd was killed, they have already – the city council members have already decided that they're going to totally disband, disband their police department and here's an article now this was written by the new york times and here's what it says minneapolis will dismantle its police force council members pledge saying the existing police department cannot be reformed a majority of the city council has promised to rethink public safety from the ground up in the wake of george floyd's killing nine members of the minneapolis city council A a veto-proof majority pledged on Sunday to dismantle the police department, promising to create a new system of public safety in a city where law enforcement has long been accused of racism. Finally, people are getting it. They're waking up. All these cries for decades that police departments are laced with racism when it comes to minority communities, now they're understanding And so back to the article, saying that the city's policing system could not be reformed The council members stood before hundreds of people gathered late in the day on a grassy hill and promised to begin the process of taking apart the police department as it now exists. For activists who have been pushing for years for drastic changes to policing, the move represented a turning point that they hope will lead to a transformation of public safety in the city. And, of course, the article goes on, but, you know, I don't have that much time. <laughs> and so um, so we got cries to defund the police, and Minneapolis is saying, we're going to do you one better. We're going to dismantle our police department, and they're going to put something in its place that will ensure public safety. This has changed. This has changed. But, you know, sadly, sadly, George Floyd isn't the only Black man that's been killed recently. I mean, we got Ahmad Arbery jogging through a neighborhood, gets hit by a truck. A truck was chasing him, they tried to pin him, and he's subsequently killed by two people in another truck because he's black jogging through a neighborhood. Just unbelievable. The man had to fight for his life. But we also find out within the last what two, three days, four days. So there's a gentleman by the name of Manuel Ellis who was killed in the custody of the Tacoma, Washington police. And here's the article. Now this article is from Fox News. Okay. Now listen to this. The mayor of Tacoma, Washington told the city manager Thursday to fire four police officers following the death of a man after police restrained him in March. Now this man was killed back in March. Governor Jay Inslee Ainsley, said on Friday that said on Friday the state will conduct an independent review of the investigation and any charges charging decisions related to Manuel Ellis's death. Mayor Victoria Witters on Thursday night directed City Manager Elizabeth Polly to fire the officers involved in the restraint of Ellis. Her order comes as the state and the nation have been roiled by the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Four Minneapolis officers have been arrested and criminally charged. Woodard said the Tacoma officers should also be prosecuted in the death of Ellis, 33, who was black. The officers who committed this crime should be fired and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, Woodard said in a statement aired live on Tacoma TV and Facebook. I am demanding tonight that the Pierce County Sheriff review and confirm every action taken by each officer. See, there's change. There's change coming. This would not have happened. This would not have happened last year. Again, this happened this year in March. Did you hear about it? No. You're hearing about it now because of the outpouring of emotion and anger and protest over George Floyd. So look, people can say what they want. And I'm sorry George Floyd lost his life. I wish he was here today. But look at what has happened in the justice system. People are taking notice, but I wish I wish George Floyd was here to see this and he had not been killed by Derek Chauvin and the other three I won't even call it, well they're not officers, the other three goofballs. Two was on his holding him down on his back and one was just standing there and did nothing. George Floyd should be alive today. And there are, and think about this. There are so many others that we don't even know about. We don't even know their names. Hundreds of others, possibly thousands of others. We don't even know their names. And just tonight, I saw on CNN, there's yet another gentleman. I wish I knew his name. I can't think of his name. But long story short, His only crime was when he passed by a police officer in his vehicle. He didn't dim his headlights. Are you kidding me? He did not dim his headlights. So he freaks out. They start chasing him. He ends up crashing his vehicle. This is all on body cam video. You see them throw the man out of the car because he didn't dim his lights when he passed an oncoming police officer, I, I can't make this stuff up. It's unbelievable. God help us. And so they throw him out of the car. He's saying, I can't breathe. How many times do we have to hear this phrase? I can't breathe. I can't breathe. They pay him no attention. They render no aid. He's telling them, you can hear him say, you can hear him say, I can't breathe. He says it several times. He's clearly in distress. He's gasping for air. They're pulling on this man. They're, they're doing whatever they're doing. They're giving him all kinds of, of, of grief. He dies right in front of them. Right in front of them. And then after he's dead, you see one officer giving him CPR. From the moment they approach the car. He told them he was in distress. They completely ignored he, he, matter of fact let me back up. He didn't resist arrest. He gave them no struggle. He didn't have any weapons. Nothing. He told them he was having an issue. He needed help. They proceeded to rough him up And he died. He died. How many times must we see this before there's sweeping, effective legislation that prevents the police officers from being the assailant? How many times? How many times? Unbelievable. And you wonder why people are screaming to defund the police, to disband the police departments. I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, as I said, this isn't a news show, but because these stories or this, this story, which, you know, culminating from the death of George Floyd is so compelling, I have to speak on it. And so, through all the racism the craziness the the attacks because that's what they are black folks are being targeted these are attacks and I don't know how else I would label it because if you notice if you notice why is it always black people I'm not saying white people don't get harassed I'm not I would never make that claim I'm not saying that But why is it always the predominant white male and a black person? You don't see much of this from a white female officer, from an Asian female or male officer, from a black officer to a black man or a white man. Why is it always predominantly the white male officer? And I'm not saying that to sound racist myself, but if you look at these hundreds, thousands of stories, That's the overwhelming demographic that's involved in all these accidents. I don't have the answer. I'm just asking you. I'm putting it to whoever's listening to this. Why is this? Why? It's just so outrageous. I truly don't get it. I just don't get it. So, anyway, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what I always do. Is I'm going to trust in the Lord. And I'm going to be smart. But I do know. That I pray a lot. I believe in God as you know if you've listened to this channel. You know where my heart really is. And I'm here to tell you that only God can orchestrate some of the changes that we're seeing right now. I'm I'm giving honor to my white brothers and sisters and my black and Hispanic and Asian and every demographic out there protesting. I'm giving you your props. But I want you to know that for all the decades that black folks and white folks have tried to fight these racial, the racial divide, that only God, hallelujah, can make a change. And he'll use people. He's used martyrs in the Bible to do it. He's used the most, what you would seem to be the most innocuous circumstances. And I'm here to tell you that if these changes do take shape as if, I mean, they take shape and come to fruition, and are finalized, I'm here to tell you that God did it. I'll be the first to tell you God did it. So, and he uses man to accomplish his will, as we know. You listened to this show before, you know it to be true. So I, I just want to stop and just give God praise for what he is doing. And I pray that it's all for the better for America. Because wouldn't you like to live in a country where every, and you'll never please everybody. You're going to always have those that, that, that rotten fruit. You're always have that. Okay, I'm not naive enough to believe that we're all going to be holding hands and singing, come by here. Come by here. You know what I mean? I- I'm not saying that. But at least we can begin to root out the depths of this evil, this sin called racism. And people can live more peacefully together. I was out tonight by the sidewalk, and this woman, this white woman, her husband, passed by me and gave me the most evil look. Again, it's the second time I've gotten that. It was two different people before. But this woman, oh, my God, it is just the nastiest look, like as if I don't belong. I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious. I just laugh and say, thank you, Jesus. You know what I mean? And so whatever good comes out of this, I'm going to give praise and glory to God. Yes, I am. And I thank God that he's putting people out there who are willing to try to make a change. I thank God for that. Because we we need that. We need a change, praise God. So I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to pray two different prayers. But first let me say this. If you're out there and you don't know who Jesus Christ is, I want to invite you into the royal family. You might have been born behind a dumpster. You might have been born and thrown in a dumpster, but I'm here to tell you that there is a way, there is a truth, and there is a life, and you can be adopted into the royal family. Amen. So just as Romans 10, verse 8 through 13 says that whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, I'm here to tell you that you're that whosoever. You're that whosoever, that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that God That Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And you believe by faith that he is the Lord. He'll be your Savior. So just repeat after me. Lord God, forgive me of all my sins. I'm a sinner. I need you to help me navigate my life. Be my Lord and Savior right now. I believe by faith that you are who you are. Forgive me of my sins. Cover me in your blood. That precious blood that was shed just for me teach me your word. Teach me how to live. God, I submit to you because I can't do it. I can't live this life without you. I need you. Baptize me in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's just that simple. It's not a mathematic equation. We're not talking calculus or any of that. But it's just that simple. Praise God. And the second prayer I want to pray, I want to pray for our nation. Can we do that? Can we do that? Can you join me in praying for our nation and that there'll be unity? Lord God, I just thank you, Lord, that you are God. I thank you, God, that Lord, when you open a door, no man can close it. And when you close a door, no man can open it without your say-so. And Lord God, I just ask you to bring about complete and total wide sweeping change in this country so that we can be one and we just rebuke all racism and evil we do not accept it we will always stand against against it because it's not of you evil is not of you and we learn that from galatians chapter 5 with the works of the flesh that hatred is not of you it's evil and we just reject it. we rebuke that hatred out of our complete entire country in the name of Jesus, God. We ask you to raise up people who will fight against this hatred and racial injustice in the criminal justice system, in our schools, in our churches, in the workplace, in our communities, wherever it be. That you will raise up people, Lord, who will say, uh-uh, no, 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 no more. Everyone will be treated equally And God we ask you for folk, To bring folks about Who will embrace People They haven't embraced before That you will bring about a change That only you can That only you can God That only you can And God I ask you In the name of Jesus To let your power Be seen throughout the whole earth Lord God throughout the whole world that people will have no choice but to say you did it we ask for unity we ask for peace we ask for strength Lord God we ask for wisdom knowledge and understanding Lord how to go about bringing unity to every corner of the earth in Jesus name Lord God show us God show us the way and every obstacle that's in our way we ask you to move it right now With the name of Jesus Move it in Jesus name Move it God Deal with our hearts and minds So we only see you And when we look at people Who are different from us That we have love for them And not hatred And we truly become Our brother's keeper Lord help our politicians To make the right decisions Help our police officers to make the right decisions. Help those who see evil speak out and work against it. It's not enough not to be racist, but we have to fight against racism. In your holy name, amen. Praise God. This is Brother John with Elijah Power Ministries. And I want to thank you guys for listening to me on this issue I may be back tomorrow night, but I do have an, uh, have an engagement. So if I can make that engagement, I may not be on tomorrow night with uh, with an episode. But I want to thank those of you who have been faithful, who have been listening. And I want to say God bless you and keep you and be safe. And remember, we do still have COVID-19 out there. Okay, guys? I know states are open up and businesses are getting back to, to work. But listen, listen, states are seeing some of their highest spikes in COVID-19 right now. It's just been overshadowed by the protests in the George Floyd issue, okay, which is a very worthy issue. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything against it, but just be safe and be careful, and may the Lord keep and bless you always. God bless.